Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back at it, Chuck Show, Hanging out in the Kia Studios on this Friday evening with you. Getting ready for some Braves baseball as uh, A.J. Smith Shaver is going to make his debut tonight against the Washington Nationals. So we'll keep you up to date all night long about what goes on with the Atlanta Braves. Well, a lot of a uh, lot of news and and has uh, <laughs> been a lot of finger pointing in the world of golf here uh, lately. And uh, you know, listen, won't be very long before we get to our next major here coming up. So uh, obviously, the major schedule condensed nowadays in the uh, world of golf. Let's head out to the WadeFord.com hotline. Longtime golf writer for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, Stan Autry, is joining us. You can follow him on his personal Twitter page, at Stan Autry. Stan, appreciate the time. Thanks uh, for a few minutes uh, here on the show with us this evening. So we thank you. And uh, it's been a crazy whirlwind uh, last week or so in the world of golf with all the news being made. It it has been, and uh, I was on a trip with some other golf writers, and we were sitting around having lunch on Tuesday when the news broke. We were all just kind of gobsmacked. I mean, no one saw that coming. It just, like, no one at all. You know, if I guess the only thing that I will give Jay Monahan credit for is at least he was honest about the contentiousness of the meeting that they had where he said literally – you know, it was heated. It was argumentative. I mean, I, I, I guess, you know, when, when when the leader of this thing comes out and says all of that, I mean, again, it, it, it probably was five times worse than what he even said it was. Yeah, I don't think anyone would have expected it to be uh, sunshine and lollipops out of that meeting. Uh, there had to be a lot of angry, angry people. And I think you've heard some of that, some of that boil over, and, and rightfully so. They, those guys have a lot to be angry about. So what do you think that the Saudis' role, besides the money investment aspect of it, how much influence, what do you think the role of the Saudis is going to be in all of this? That's, that's an interesting question, and I think that's something that's going to have to sort itself out. But the main thing is the money. I mean, the, the PGA Tour during the pandemic uh, continued to have you know tournaments, and there were no people there, and – they put them you know, they were left in a pretty much financial hole then when Liv came around they had to start throwing money around and i think a lot of it was money they just didn't have or didn't know where it was going to come from so i think just i think it was all about money stan entry golf writer for the atlanta journal constitution joining us here on the wadeford.com hotline i know this is a dumb question and but and i know the answer to it already but do you think that there is going to be any blowback from networks or anything like that about the PGA getting into bed with the, you know, Saudi, the, the Saudi Arabia public investment fund. I mean, is there going to be any of this blowback from the TV network standpoint? I don't, I don't think so. I think again, that it, there's so much, it's all about money when you get to this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's about, it's about the green thing. And as long as they're making money, I, I don't think they really care. Um, 
it may be hypocritical of them. They may complain about it, but they're going to stick the money in their bank accounts and in their pockets as fast as they can. I mean, look, we saw Rory McIlroy about in some others, you know, talking about, you know, Rory thinks that the live tournament itself is going to go away and he hates live and all this, that, and the other. But I, I don't know. I mean, do the, do the players have any real kind of stand in any of this thing? I mean, can the players be an influence in this or, you know, are they just kind of at the mercy of what, you know, the PGA and, and all these groups are going to end up being? Yeah, I don't think the players have much say in it. Uh, I mean, they had a hand, they had hand uh, <laughs> when this other tour, other tour came around, but I think that's that's gone. And uh, the guys that jumped, you know, a lot of them made a lot of money, and the ones that didn't, who were loyal, like like Rory, they played their hand and they're stuck with what they got. So I don't know that they've got going to have any influence at all. Uh, I think they're just going to have to take what's what's given to them. Now I don't know if Liv's going to be around more than. You know what it already is. Uh, I, I don't know how that's. I don't know how they're going to coexist with two different tours, two different formats, fifty-four holes, seventy-two holes, team, not team. Who who knows what that's going to shake down? And uh, I can't see that being around for much much longer. So, do you think that there's a chance that there could be some tournaments that maybe go away in the United States and? There becomes a much more international presence. I mean, I know obviously golf was played all around the world, and and there are all kinds of tournaments across the you know across the globe. But you know, could there be a if the Saudis kind of are the money people? Could there be the possibility of you know more of an international influence in the world of golf, or do you think things will kind of stay the status quo? Yeah, I think it's going to stay pretty much the status quo because the uh, there are already tournaments that exist in, in that part of the world. Uh, the European tours had several stops in you know, Dubai and places like that for years. So I, I don't think that the U.S. tour will be condensed. In fact, I think, if anything, they may take some of that uh, excess time around the holidays, the silly season, and add more events around there. So I think you may see more events Um but I don't think there will be international any more international events on the U.S. tour. Stan Autry, golf writer for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, joining us here on the WaitFor.com hotline. So l- let me ask you this then, because, look, I- I'm an older guy, and I grew up in an era where you saw most of the stars play in a in a pretty fairly regular basis. I mean, you know, and maybe not always the tippy-top guys, but, you know, by and large, I mean, guys had to play a lot more because – you know, they weren't making as much money as they have in the Tiger era now. But is it good for the game of golf if the product becomes watered down and we don't see the star power? I mean, and I'm not talking about necessarily like Tiger Woods because of his injuries and things like that. I'm talking about, you know, the the guys that are the Dustin Johnsons and things like that where, look, there's no there's no motivation to play 50 times a year because they make enough money in eight or ten tournaments to – you know, to, they got more money than the federal government. I mean, so, you know, there there's there seems to be an effect that it could be a watered-down kind of product if the game is actually expanding and you don't see kind of the star power to it. Well, that's kind of what it has become when they added these, uh, you know, no-cut events on the PGA Tour, the, the, the heightened – I'm blanking on the name of the – there's certain events that are you're worth more points or no-cuts. 
they've already done that to a degree. And so the, the big name guys are playing in all of those and they're skipping things like the Canadian open, you know, which is this week. If you look at the leaderboard, uh, it's not, a, you know, it's, it's not so, the same as some of the other events. So it's already that way to a certain degree. I don't know if it'll get any worse or not. Stan, I mean, do you think that there's a chance that the the influence from the Saudis comes from the idea of they throw gazillions of dollars at a specific tournament in, you know, their home country or some or whatever, Dubai or wherever, and, and they pull in these big names? I mean, we know Tiger obviously has done things in Dubai and such like that, but do you think that they almost kind of make like an all-star event or, or just something where – you know, the way you get these guys motivated is money, right? So, you know, could you see a, a situation where they throw gobs of money at players to come play in a specific event, even like with the Deutsche Bank tournament that Tiger plays in and stuff like that? You know, maybe that kind of tournament where you get the stars out, but you're paying gazillions of dollars for them. Yeah, and for years, the, the PGA Tour prohibited the players from accepting appearance money. Uh, the European Tour did not. So if the European tour wanted a guy that they wanted to play back, pay back in the day, Nick Faldo, you know, 500 grand to show up, they could do it. They, they could not do that in the United States. But now with the uh, designated tournaments that they have uh, with more money than you can ever imagine, you're making $3 million to win instead of one and a half, and there's no cut. You know, you, you play in 10 of those a year, and uh, you ain't going to be hurt. You know, Stan, is there any losers in this? I mean, eventually, as all the money flows in and everybody's going to make a gazillion dollars, is there any loser in this scenario? Well, I, I would say Jay Monahan would be a, would be a loser, but he retained. I mean, he's going to be the CEO of the new thing, so I don't know how much you know he he's got his authority and his power that he began with, but I think he lost a lot of. Uh, I think he lost a lot of his footing with uh, a lot of the players on the tour that he sold the idea to, we're going to go head to head against these guys and we hate them and we're going to destroy them. And then all of a sudden we love them when we're playing together again. So I, I think there, he lost a lot of face there. Yeah. I'm, so I'm sure he's the loser. Yeah. And, and I'm, and, and to be honest with you, I'm sure Jay Monahan, when he you know starts cashing those checks, He's going to be wiping his tears with hundred dollar bills. You know he'll be he'll be you know he'll be wiping his eyes with with all the cash that he's or or he'll make a bed full of cash and just you know I, again you know and I just I, I look at this thing and and I hate to be this way Jay or sorry um, uh, Stan but I I I look at it as like are, are we losing kind of one of the things that makes Americana sports great that. You know, we're going to have this kind of international influence. And, you know, again, I know golf wasn't invented here or anything like that. But, but again, the PGA and, you know, USGA and all that, I mean, you know, that's, that's very Americana. You know, are we going to lose some of that with this international influence that, you know, is going to be felt from the Saudis and from around the world? Well, let's see how it ends up, you know, it's going to end up playing out one way or the other. And I think we're not going to notice a whole lot uh, as far as, as far as that. Um, I think it's still going to going to look the same and we'll still see Rory and we'll still see Scotty Scheffler and uh, the masters will be the masters, but um, we'll see how it filters down to some of the smaller fields and some of the smaller venues and uh, the guys who are trying to keep their card every year.
those are the guys I think are going to feel the effects more than anybody else. Last question for you, Stan. Do you think that there'll be any pushback from players? I mean, we know we, we've heard and guys, you know, Roy saying the things that he said, but I mean, you know, words are one thing. Actions are another. Do you think that there will be any actions by players or any pushback about not wanting to participate in some of these events? Uh, it, it could be, um, but they're so obligated to do what they do. I'm not sure what their uh, what the limits of their protest could be. And I think you know they're like me and you. If if somebody's hanging out a big paycheck out there for them, they're going to be chasing it. So there, there's always that. Um, it's just so much money out there right now. It um, you know. People are grabbing every dollar they can. They're going to make – it's like in Breaking Bad where they had the guy making the snow angels with all the money in the, mm-hmm. in the closet. That's kind of what it's going to be like. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i regretting now in life that I didn't become a golfer. So um. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, I regret a lot of times that I am. So we're even. <laughs> Stan Autry is the golf writer for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. You can follow him on his Twitter page, at Stan Autry, and he joined me here on the WaitFor.com hotline. Stan, really appreciate the time, buddy. Thanks uh, for a few minutes with us here, and uh, listen, continue success. Enjoy it, John. Have a good rest of your night. You got it. When we come back, who do you trust more? The Falcons' D-line or the Falcons' O-line? I think I know the answer to this, but do you think the Falcons have done enough on their defensive line to be trusted? We're going to open up the phone lines, 404-726-0929, 404-726-0929. Who do you trust more, Falcons D-line or O-line? Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, and the Odyssey.com app.